What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Genesis 1.1 Skip forward to John 1.1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1.14 The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The doctrine of the Trinity means that there is one God Mm -hmm. who eternally exists as three distinct persons. Those three persons are better known to us as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are persons. They are not just ideas. Each one has a distinct center of consciousness. They have thoughts. They have their own feelings. They have their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all God. They can reason, you know. You know, in Acts, I believe in, in Acts, it talks about how, like, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Like, the, the Holy Spirit thought about this, and it seemed good that, you know, that he says in Acts fifteen twenty eight to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that you abstain from these things, and he goes on to name them. But yeah, he's he's not just an influence, you know. He is distinctly three different entities. Yes, they have a distinct center of consciousness, mm-hmm. and even when they're talking about each other, they. Re- they all refer to themselves as I, but they refer to each other as you. Or he. They don't refer to each other as she or any other right. pronoun that we like to throw out yes. there. He says he's a he. So he's a he. Yes. Because he's God. And God gets to name things the way <laughs> he likes them. And according to the scriptures that I just read, there was never a time when one of, one of the persons of the Godhead did not exist. They are all eternal. They were all present in the beginning. They are all present now. And that brings us to today's topic. We want to talk a little bit about the Trinity and about how um, that relates to our Christian walks today. And so, obviously, if you've listened to us before, you know that Bonnie and I were raised differently. We were raised in different denominations, so to speak, with different values and beliefs. And, um, we both believed in God, but there are lots of things that surround each of our faith walk that are different. And so um, for me, growing up, the Holy Spirit was something that was a very active part of the churches I was involved in when I was in church. Now, 
when I was super young, I wasn't in church much, but when I did find my way to church, um, I usually went to a church that believed in the Holy Spirit and that he was very active and very present in our lives. And as we, as Bonnie and I have talked, you know, we've discussed things like how a lot of people today, a lot of churches today, all different kinds of churches, um, they claim to know that there's a Trinity. They claim to mm-hmm. believe in the Trinity and that mm-hmm. there is a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. But when you ask them about that, if you mm-hmm. say, hey, is the Holy Spirit part of your service? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Mm-hmm. If you ask them, is the Holy Spirit like active? Yes, we yeah. have the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit. Okay, where's your evidence that the Holy Spirit is active? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Crickets. right. Crickets. Crickets. Everybody's like, well, I mean, we worship God and we feel him and we know him. But if you ask them, do you believe in healing? Do you believe in the healing power of God? Do you believe in the gifts of prophecy? Do you believe in the gifts of tongues? Do you believe in speaking in tongues? And do you believe in interpretation going forth? Mm -hmm. Do you believe in these things? Do you believe that miracles are happening right now and the Spirit wants to do miracles for His people? If the answer to any of those questions is no, this podcast will be good for you today. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you how you grew up how and grew what up. it was yeah what it was for you well I grew up in a in the Church of Christ and in the Church of Christ they we were taught a lot about the Bible one of the things that I am really thankful for for my upbringing is that I did get immersed in the Bible I understood more about the Bible than a lot of kids, I'm sure, my age. And um, it was taught in my home as well. My parents read it at home. They talked to me about it at home. And I will forever be thankful for that. But the thing that always puzzled me is that I really did not know what in the world the Holy Spirit really was. We talked a lot about more like the duo rather than the Trinity. It was a lot about God. I heard a lot about Jesus but I did not hear about the Holy Spirit, and I didn't. There weren't discussions or teachings, or um, I guess now I know evidence of that happening. Um, as far as our service goes, um, it was very strictly the same exact service to prayers. You know, we open with a a prayer. We're going to sing two songs. Then somebody else comes forward and they say this and that. It's the same cookie cutter service for exactly 60 minutes and, and not, not flexible, you know? And I remember there being fights over the order of worship, you know, and somebody thought we should put communion before the sermon or, (laughs) and it was like a big hullabaloo, you know, to put it after the sermon. And, and those sorts of things. But I did not grow up experiencing what you just said, experiencing people laying on hands, you know, or well, any of that say, stuff. That, would be, say this, that would be a little out there for us. The first time that I ever, because like I said, my family didn't go to church um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was a kid. And so I 
walked to church or went to church with a neighbor or and the first time I was ever in a service where the Holy Spirit was alive and active, it scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. I literally bolted from the place and was running down the street like really yes true story i was running home how have i, I not heard that i know I, that i've heard this i don't know Do tell. yes well okay, what happened i, I went to a, a pentecostal church for for our pentecostal listeners hi i love you mm -hmm. um we had been to pentecostal church and i had been only previously to um, baptist churches or methodist churches and i had i just didn't have any idea mm -hmm. of what my grandmother, my great grandmother was Pentecostal, but she was a lot older and she didn't get to attend church regularly. So it wasn't like I had that privilege of going to church mm -hmm. with my grandmother. It just, mm -hmm. it didn't happen. So some neighbors invited me to church. I thought, yes, I've been trying to find a church. I'm going to go to this church. And I went to this church and I sat down. I was like, man, it, yeah, they're getting with it. They're the music, everybody was worshiping. I was like, these people got their hands up. I'm looking around because here I am, you know, maybe 10, 9, mm -hmm. somewhere in that age range. And I've never seen anything like this. And I'm looking around mm -hmm. and all of a sudden somebody gets the Holy Ghost and they start shouting. When I say shouting, there was some dancing going on. There was some languages I didn't understand. And some arms flailing, some people take off running, <laughs> and I was like, I I didn't know what was happening, How and I old thought are you, yeah, I was like nine or ten. Oh yeah, yeah, they'd be a little freaked out. I had no idea what was happening, and the people I had come with were also like getting with it, and mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't know what's happening, but I gotta get out of here. I bolted, man. I hit the door, and I didn't stop. I ran all the way down the street, like I was going home, but. Luckily, the church was not far from um, where I lived, but I did. I ran, and I ended up eventually walking, and um, I ran until the adrenaline died down, and then I started walking, and eventually the people who had brought me to church came up beside me, and they were like, what are you, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know what that was, and they, and they explained to me what was happening and talked mm -hmm. to me about it, and I did go back and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and had, you know, many more experiences mm -hmm. and had my own experiences. But it's scary when you don't, mm -hmm. when you've never seen anything like that, when you've never heard anything like that, when you've never been taught anything like that. And, you know, you read in the scripture about Acts and Acts chapter 2 specifically when the Holy Ghost fell upon people. And it says in there that, you know, they, they go on to say... These people are not drunk, as you suppose. Yeah. It's just like noon or something. Yeah. It's the first part of the day, and these people aren't drunk. But to, to the spectator, to the person who doesn't know what's happening, they look foolish. Mm -hmm. They It looks scary, crazy, drunk, however mm -hmm. you want to say it. But their, their worship looks crazy. And when you're not in the spirit... When you're coming from a service, like you said, like you grew, you had previously been to like a Baptist church mm -hmm. or a Methodist church where there's an orderly worship. Yes. Or, I mean, in my Church of Christ upbringing, it, it, there was order to the worship. There was no, we had to sit still and quiet. <laughs> like, 
Speaking, you may have the one like older man up front that says amen over and over, but that's about it. We would laugh. I remember at my grandparents' church, every time we went, there was this one old man that said amen every time, and we would giggle every time, like, or count how many times he was going to say it. Like, he was the only one that spoke. And so it was, it was, it was uh, today, myself now is just like mind blown by this. But, but that was your experience that one time at age nine. I didn't get that experience until <laughs> 39 or, you know, something close, 38, 38? I don't know, 38, yeah. yeah. Um, so I grew up in that my entire life, having a very orderly worship, a very quiet worship, a very reverent, as they say, worship. Um, but in as I started digging into Scripture, so I read the Bible for myself in 2010. I decided I was <clears> going <throat> to commit that that year to studying it and examining what I've been taught. And in that, there were obviously scriptures for me that were specifically 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit and the like what you see when the, mm-hmm. with the Holy the Spirit. The fruits of the, the Spirit. What's the, what, what, are the, it was, what is the evidence of the gifts? You know? Yeah. yeah. What and, are those gifts? And then... What is evidence of that gift? And as you're reading, as I'm reading that, and it's it's like, okay, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And it goes through and it names them. Like the word of wisdom, we got that. Okay, I can get down with wisdom. The word of knowledge, all right. I'm down with knowledge. Faith, come on. Healings of the Spirit, oh, what's that look like? You know, it's <laughs> like... I have not seen a healing in a Church of Christ service that I'm aware of. I mean, like, not where we all knit. Like, I I never (laughs) witnessed. What? Healings? What is happening? To another, the working of miracles. What? To another, prophecy? I've never been prophesied of. Like, I I didn't even know. I thought prophecy was, that's the books of the Bible. That's a section. You know? (laughs) That's what I knew prophecy was. Yeah. And we laugh, y'all. We laugh, but we're just being honest about... It's true. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, we're just being honest about... We're not making fun of anyone or anybody's religion or their choice, but we're just... We are sharing what we have learned in our studies, the things that we fi- we've found, and it's shocking to us. Yeah. So, as a Church of Christ girl growing up, I'm like, why didn't we? Why did we skip over this section? You know, there I was noticing just blocks of scripture where we just ignored them. Anything about the speaking of tongues, it's like. What I knew about tongues, my elementary school was across the street from an Assemblies of God growing up. And I remember there were rumors of the assemblies of God when I was, we would talk about it because our Easter egg hunt in kindergarten was in their property. They let us use their, their yard. And so we would walk over there and there would be like, almost like a haunted house. People would be like, you guess what they do there? There are people I hear they do backflips in their services. And I was like, what? Backflips? Yeah, they run around. Like they get filled with the Holy Spirit and they run around all over the place. And I'm like, that's bananas. Those people are crazy. I remember us all talking about that as kids, walking around, walking across this. Thanks for the Easter egg hunt land, but <laughs> we don't want any part of you running the aisles. It was weird. And, in, in, you know, to, to contrast with my Church of Christ, very quiet. I'd get in trouble. I'd get taken out. I, my parents joke I would get taken out of church every day until I was about five years old because I was too loud. And, you know, as a kid. And so... I just I was hearing about this this church where they run the aisles because they're so excited and I'm like 
that would just never happen. That, that's not what church is in my frame of reference. So as I was growing closer with the Lord, as I was, I read through the scripture, things didn't, there were, there were pockets of it that were just omitted or we're just not going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't talk about things if we don't understand them. And so or that's if we're how, afraid of them. Or if we're afraid of them. But it started to stir in me for many, many years after I read, and I read that Bible through whenever I was at a Church of Christ and um, and struggled with it in my heart, but did not get, um, the Lord told me to stay. I, I felt like I was supposed to stay, so, so I did. But as I would continue um, in that church and in that, I guess, so to, belief system, so to speak, my spirit was in, I honestly, let me just say, in distress. I felt like a little bit in distress whenever I would go into worship. I just felt a moving of the spirit. Now I know that that's what that was. I would want to get up and I'd want to move and I'd want like inner, I could feel just like the Holy Ghost moving in me. I want to move. I want to like praise him. I wanted, I would get that stirring and I would look around me and people would be on their phones or like passing notes or, and I know every church service is like this. It's not church of Christ. There's lots of services, right. but, but I would look around. Sometimes I'd sit in the balcony and look around and some people would be asleep. Some people would be like, but basically what you're saying is there weren't out. people, there weren't other people with the same. Yeah. Um, unction yeah. from the Holy spirit to, raise their hands in worship or to cry out to God. Yeah. And there would be some, I I mean, I could sense some, I could sense a some, but it was a minority for sure. Yeah. And it would frustrate me, um, particularly in COVID, that church we would go and um, because it's outdoors and safer, we had rented out a stadium to have services intermittently. And, it really hit me at one of the services because we are in a stadium that normally is used for something like football, you know, some spectator sport and that people are excited about. And we're showing up to church and some people don't get me wrong. I'm not judging the hearts of these people. I know some people are worshiping very much in their heart. Um, But it's, it was very quiet. Let's say, you know, you could hear a pin drop at different times, which at times you need to, I guess. But it was just the, uh, to me, God is the creator and sustainer of the entire universe. That's something to celebrate. Yeah. Like that, he is to be worshiped and awed. And I'm like, I want to give him a standing ovation. I want to get on my feet. I want to get excited about him. He He makes me excited when I think about him and whenever I connect to him. And we're, even the message, our preacher was definitely gifted in wisdom, I believe. And so when he would speak, I was, I I mean, I could feel the Holy Spirit (laughs) moving, you know, like he has, he would be given good, good words, but there's nothing moving. It's stirring. You could not feel the Spirit stirring. And well, you said you would want to. I would so want to. me, to. that is the spirit stirring. I think there was maybe, to put it differently, maybe a quenching of the spirit because yeah. it wasn't a welcome practice right. to to worship, to, to fully worship. 
to the worship com, to worship with a with a with abandon yeah. let the holy spirit take over particularly i know of people in the church that had certain gifts the the weird ones as i like to say the ones that are a little bit you know make us feel uncomfortable and i know that those people did not act in those during the worship and i wondered sometimes and i didn't ask but i wondered like i wonder if the spirit was moving in them and because of how other people would feel about it they did not express that or contained it and i know for me in since my time after i left um in January of 21, the Lord told me after many months of wondering what he was going to do with this stirring, he said, go find your people. And I was was prompted to to leave in search of whomever he's leading me to. And I still, I can honestly say, I don't know that I've solidly found that in the last two years, I've been to a lot of mm-hmm. different churches um, look, we have we uh, we we've been lot. to some together, and yeah. because we are both in a in a phase of, for me, it's more location than um, church. Just because I'm asking God to to um, show me one that's close to where I'm living, and because my time is split right now between two places, I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of places to go, but. I know for you, you're looking for a home church near you, and there's a lot to consider when you consider finding a church. And mm-hmm. I just, going back to this Trinity, um, it's important, I think, that we understand that all parts of the Godhead are active, alive, and well. They are all persons mm-hmm. and they're all God. Mm-hmm. They're all embraced. They're all embraced. So Jesus, even Jesus is hard to get behind for some people. I mean, the, 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 a virgin birth, that's Well, crazy. not only that, but you said for some people, specifically his own people, the Jews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. you they know, he, him. he, they, he, that's, Literally how the Gentiles, us, come to have the grace that we have and Mm -hmm. have the ability to be a Christian Mm -hmm. is because Jesus' own people rejected him. They're like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, no, man, our Messiah is going to come. I'm sorry, I'm not not (laughs) versed in the Jewish scripture or Bible or anything, so please don't, um, don't hold me to any of this. I'm just paraphrasing this very, very much. Um. They're like, nah, man, my Messiah is supposed to come this way. And Christ mm-hmm. shows up and says, hey, I am your Messiah. And they're like, nah, I don't think so. Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. They did 
not recognize him even as he stood in front of them speaking yep. truth. Even as he died, they did not recognize him or accept him as the Messiah. And so um, I wonder that about the Holy Spirit. How many of us don't even know the Holy Spirit? I know for me personally, I did not know much about the Holy Spirit. And I was a little freaked out by him, to be honest, for most of my life. Yeah. And I, you know, you would tell me these stories of like speaking in tongues. I'm like, I don't know what all, I don't even, I don't even know what happened to me Mm. if like, I started speaking in tongues. Like, I would I would feel real scared, I think, you know, if I feel a little bit freaked out. But, yeah, like, he he does weird things, you know. God be crazy is the name of this podcast for a reason. He doesn't say, hey, um, the Holy Spirit is kind of like a wild man, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> a wild man. He That's is. Funny. He's a little bit of a wild man. And... He likes to break rules and break out of boxes, and Jesus was too. Jesus, you know, busted right out of a mold they tried to put him in, Mm -hmm. and he shakes things up. And people, you find with the the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the helper of the Holy Spirit, they don't do things our way. They do not. They upset our flow. And I'm currently looking for a church to upset, like, I, I, wanna, I will ask this soon of the pastors of the church I'm going with, like, are y'all down with getting your service hijacked by the Holy Spirit? Is that cool? If you have a message or if you have plans afterward, are you ready to get that thing hijacked and by my, the Holy Spirit? My, um, my word on that is... If they say yes, that's one thing, but do they do it? Right. When I hear a... Oh, I don't like this, but I'm going to say it. Um, when I hear someone say, a, a, a preacher, pastor, whatever, speaking, and they say, okay, I know I only have five minutes. I'm like, no, you don't, bro. Keep it up. If the Holy Spirit is speaking a word to you, the people that don't want it can walk out. Mm-hmm. But those of us that are hungry for it... We will stay. Yeah. There are people there that are hungry. And if the spirit is jumping into your mouth and you're looking at the time going, oh, the football games are about to start. People are going to be mad at me if I make this go long. You know, I want to stand up sometimes and be like, brother, who are you going to listen to? Well, and when you say that, that is a prime example of quenching the spirit. Mm. You're you're putting a stop to what the spirit wants to Mm do because it doesn't align with. Your plans. Our timetable. Our plans. Yeah. And that's, I just think it's so important that we recognize these different parts of the Trinity, that we recognize each person. I said parts, and I want to clarify them to be persons. Yes. They are not parts, they are persons. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so important that we know, we know who God is. When I say God, I'm, I'm speaking in reference to the Father, that he uh, created the sun, and the sun came and created the earth, and then he gave his life for us and atoned for our sins so that we might come to the Father. And then when he left, he said, It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. That's the Holy Spirit, and I think it's important that we know who they are, that we know what their roles are, And that we recognize that they are all God and they are all active. And if there's any part of you 
that doesn't know the Holy Spirit on a personal level, if he is not indwelling in you, if there is not a fire that stirs up in you when you read the scripture or when somebody preaches the truth Mm -hmm. or when, man, if that just doesn't come alive in you, then you need to fall on your face and ask God the Father, ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life, to dwell in you. Mm-hmm. Because when you have that, you will know. And whenever we hear, we hear that scripture, um, I've heard so many people ask, and so many people have asked me, I know they've asked you, mm-hmm. how do you know when God's talking to you? Or how do you know this? The scripture says, my sheep know my voice. We know his voice because we have had a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit who's dwelling in us. We know his voice. And whenever he speaks to us, it will stop you. It Mm -hmm. will either keep you from doing something you're not supposed to. It will Mm -hmm. give you a warning if there's something abounding that you need to be aware of. It may direct your path. Like there are so many ways that God speaks to us. And if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you will not recognize his voice. And to get it, all you have to do is ask and just fall on your face and pray and cry out to God. And don't let him go. It's just like, it's just like Jacob, you know, um, when he was wrestling with that angel, he was not letting go until he got what he wanted, what mm-hmm. he needed. Till he got the blessing. Till he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted something from God and he wasn't letting go. And if you want the Holy Spirit to dwell in you, if you mm-hmm. want that fire inside of you, fall on your face and do not let go of God until he gives it to you. Mm-hmm. He wants to. Mm-hmm. I love like... In John, he says that Jesus is addressing his apostles, and he's telling them, it is for your advantage. This is John 16. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, talking about the Holy Spirit, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He's a him. He's a person. Yes. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. That means convict you of your sin. He will convict others and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. So he's going to the Father. Jesus is going to ascend into heaven and the helper of the Holy Spirit is going to come. And that is who comes in Acts 2. And that is who does all the miracles Um that the apostles perform. They don't perform that at their own power. I kind of want to keep... Keep going a little bit. So Mm -hmm. down in 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Sometimes we are not in a place where we can hear the whole truth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that takes more study. It takes more developing. And that's why they say that the Bible is a living word. Mm -hmm. Because you can read the same chapter over and over and over for years and get more out of it. God grows us. And as we grow and mature in our faith, he shows us and teaches us more things because this says you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. That's prophecy. Mm -hmm. He will, he will tell you things to come. (laughs) He will glorify me, 
for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit is our way to recognize the truth. It is our weapon to fight evil in this world. It is the way that we recognize when God is talking to us. Mm-hmm. Or something else is talking to us. We can discern Or when the between. enemy is attacking. Mm-hmm. Or when we hear a lie and hear the truth. Mm-hmm. That discerning of spirits is because of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if we, we are selling ourselves short, if we recognize the Trinity in word only, if we say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit's not here. The Holy Spirit's not active in our lives. The Holy Spirit is not, but it is. And if you believe that and you say you believe that, can you see the evidence in your life of where the Holy Spirit is? Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yeah, and what evidence should there be of the Holy Spirit active and living in well, a person's before, life? Well, before we get there, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 10 and 11, it says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Mm. If you want to know the things of God, Mm. I can't even fathom reading the Scripture without the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. active in my life. And when you said that, tingles down my legs. That is one of the ways the Holy Spirit speaks to me. When I hear a true word that resonates in my whole soul, somewhere in my body leaps. It isn't always the same place. Right. But I have a a physiological reaction where the Spirit rises up in some form. That is because we are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. That is 1 Corinthians 3.16. Mm. That's what that is. That's what that is in you. That's what it is in me. Mm. And that is what is available to all of us if we ask God to fill us with his spirit. You know, we were talking about the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And Mm. one of the things I think it's important to note whenever we talk about that is the transformation. In our individual hearts and lives, once the Holy Spirit comes in, Mm -hmm. he matures us. Mm -hmm. He matures our hearts. He matures our minds. And he readies us for more mature um, conversations in the Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people will talk about this, too. Or you, you know it whenever you feel different. Like, um, something is just extremely different. And it's almost like an unexplainable thing. You know you there's been a transformation. Um, I've had clients tell me this sometimes, too, whenever they have been in stuck in addiction or stuck in patterns, and we've been working on that, and they will just say when they receive the Lord in a, in a way, that when they receive the Lord in their hearts, they will say, I don't know how to explain this to you, but I'm not, I don't feel the same. And I'm like, yeah, I know this is weird. They're like, I know this is weird. I'm like, no, it's not weird. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. If you felt the same, that would be weird. Yeah. They're like, because you really received it. And so, like, you don't have to explain it to me. I do believe you, you know. Um, I think growing in the fruits of the Spirit is, is, is evidence. So the fruits of the Spirit, there's a song. 
I remember it still plays through my head every time. Um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, when you see those things, when you see... a When you see that existing in a person or in yourself, that's evidence that the Spirit lives there. When you have love for people that you disagree with, whenever you can be kind or forgiving, like it's, it is a different way of moving about life. You are not wearing anger and resentment and bitterness and those things that we would naturally wear in our flesh. Right. You, you start to follow the promptings and leading of the Holy Spirit. And Mm -hmm. by that, I mean, that instead of your own wisdom and discernment, instead of leaning to your own understanding of, mm-hmm. of a situation, you lean to God to be your wisdom and your understanding. And the Holy Spirit is what mm-hmm. helps you to discern um, situations, people, places, mm-hmm. things, um, how to handle conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, just every aspect of your life, the Holy Spirit will be leading you and prompting you. And that will be evident. You will recognize, oh, this is not, oh, I wouldn't have done it this way if I were doing it mm-hmm. of myself. This mm-hmm. is something else inside of me. It's the Holy Spirit prompting me to act this way. Mm-hmm. And that's a different that's a different wisdom than man's wisdom. Yeah. There is no comparison between, <clears throat> man's wisdom is always logical. It makes sense. God's wisdom doesn't always, it, it doesn't yeah. always make sense. Often it does not to us make sense. It grows faith. I think faith is a sign that the spirit is also working because you believe you're you believe in something that you can't quite explain in your in your human logic. Um, God has told us to do many things. This podcast is one of the things that we had to trust God on because it's not what I would have chosen to do or you would have chosen to do, but it's where He wanted us to leave. Wanted us to go. Another evidence of the Spirit working in our lives is speaking in tongues. Yes. Acts chapter 2 gives us a great description of that. Um, Also, many other places in Scripture talk about it. Just because you haven't spoken in tongues does not mean that you're not saved. You are. So if you're worried about that, don't be. But if you haven't um, had that experience, I would say um, talk to God about it and ask Him to to give you a prayer language, and he will. Another evidence of the Spirit working in your life is the ability to test spirits. And by that, I mean to know um, just because people say that they are of God doesn't mean they're of God. Mm -hmm. And the Scripture gives example of that over and over throughout Mm -hmm. the entirety of the book. Yeah, Um, People are going to deceive you. Mm-hmm. the enemy is going to use people to deceive you. And if you have the Holy Spirit, then you are able to test those spirits and know when you are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Your spirit will know mm-hmm. if you're in the spirit, in the presence of the Holy Spirit or another spirit that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want anything to do with. Mm-hmm. And th- these are just a few of the ways. There are many, many more, but these right. are just a few of the ways that you can look at your life, you can look at um, your family, you can look at the people in your circle and go, is the evidence of the Spirit really there? Working here. And it's important, especially as our world becomes more worldly and is moving further and further away from God, that you are able to do that. Because in Christian culture, in church culture, 
Um, there's, there's a lot of people that do nice things and good things and are kind, but the spirit is not in them. And you won't know that unless the spirit is alive and well in you. Yes. And we are warned many times. It's war- We're warned all throughout the Bible in many, many books that there are false prophets among us, that there are people that are pretending to be who they actually are not. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, you'll, you'll get duped. Yep. Along with the testing of the spirits um, goes the ability to, to call out or to correct or talk to another believer, another brother and sister in Christ who may be acting out of a spirit that isn't the Holy Spirit. The distinction here, and I believe it lies in what we talked about in another episode, the distinction of discerning the spirits has to do with the heart of the person doing the discerning. So for example, if I recognize something in you that is not of God, and I call you out in a horrible way, Mm -hmm. tactless, and treat you less than the brother or sister in Christ that you are, and call that a discerning of spirit, I'm sinning. Mm Mm-hmm. It is not edifying. It's not. And that is that is what I say. It's Everybody may have the ability to discern a spirit, but not everybody has the ability to have a discerning spirit and bring that to their brother and sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. If they did, I think that's the separation there for that particular gift. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom may be equal, equal to that. It may be along the same lines. And um, I'd love to hear people's feedback if they yeah. have thoughts on this hit us up on instagram and and let us let us know where y'all stand about this if you find yourself wondering if the holy spirit is active in your life we invite you to fall on your face before god and um, we're going to post these scriptures where we found um these verses that talk about these things and that talk about the distinction of um each of them being a person and it specifies them Um, We're going to post these other scriptures. We usually don't post all the scriptures, but because this is so, such a topic for people, and there's so many people that that may not Mm -hmm. have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, that may Mm -hmm. not have that, and that may want it, we want to share these scriptures with you guys. So we'll put them in the note um, Mm -hmm. on the podcast, and you can look them up for yourself. And if anybody wants to have any discussion, hit us up. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. It's got to be crazy. But getting to know, getting to know the Holy Spirit and having those experiences. I ask my clients too, because when someone, when the Holy Spirit jumps in my mouth in session and words start to flow and it connects with them, I know why it's connecting with them because it's God. And he knows how to speak their language. And I was having this conversation with someone recently about this. And they were just like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize that the Holy Spirit, you know, like, was so active. And so I, I, I think I've experienced the Holy Spirit and didn't know I was experiencing the Holy Spirit. And I was like, perhaps so. But if you want more of that, guess what? You don't have to come for the, to therapy for that. It's available to you. Mm-hmm. Ask him. 
Call on him anytime, anywhere, at any place in your entire life, and he is right there, ready to answer you. It's just, it's, it's amazing. You don't have to go. I mean, yes, therapy is beneficial. Obviously, I promote it, but, <laughs> but it doesn't compare to getting a direct line with the creator and sustainer of the universe. And that's for everybody. Everybody gets it. No copay. No fee, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, yes, they're two different things, but it is it is available to you. And to be able to get the ahas that some people get in therapy or on a healing journey, you can get that. That's available, you know? Just think of um, all throughout Scripture, the healing, the, the, the power of God in one tiny little touch. Or just like the cloak of a garment, like just a garment that touches him holds power to heal. That is in, that that is just incredible to me. That blows my mind. It it stuns me why more people aren't chasing after him. Yeah, it's just it, it's so accessible, available to everybody. So go get you some. Go get you a relationship. Mm-hmm. With God, you know, we've talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. We've talked about um, the gifts of the Spirit, some of the things that are evidence of the Spirit being active in a church or in a in a home or you know wherever you are. The thing that I want to drive home more than anything is that what you should be seeking isn't the gift of prophecy or the gift of interpretation or tongues. A what you miracle. should be seeking mm-hmm. is a relationship. Mm-hmm. with God. And when you get that, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will give you the gifts that he sees fit mm-hmm. for you to have. And when you walk in those gifts, you will be mighty men and women for the kingdom of God. And it is just so important that we focus on the relationship above everything else. And that's, I just want to leave leave us on that note. Mm-hmm. He distributes what he wills not what we will. He knows better than us. Yes. And it's to our benefit that we recognize that God's wisdom is infinite and ours is finite. He is great and we are small. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old-fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. 